Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, let's do this. Let's get uh, into some chatter about this weekend's game, the Saints and the Packers. Christian Garrick, sports director for WWL in New Orleans, and the pre- and post-game host joining us. Christian, how you doing? Bill, I'm good. Um, it's not good down here amongst the fan base. A little nervous about what they saw on Monday night, but, um, you know, it's week two of the NFL season going into week three. Well, I was going to ask you because I'm looking at right now, I'm watching uh, on the four-letter network, they are breaking down Drew Brees' performance. How much concern is there for Drew Brees as he looks a little aged? Yeah, listen, I think this. I think that some of it had to do with this is a team that isn't a finished product yet, offensively and defensively. But, um, you know, I think that there's a certain part that, the timing is off. The rhythm is off. Um, guys are running routes that, for example, on Monday night, Josh Hill read zone when it was man and Drew uh, missed them badly. And it was really more because Josh Hill misread the coverage. Um, so you have that kind of stuff going on. I think that it's, it's fair to say or at least start talking about, I think Father Time has one hand on Drew Brees, not yet two. Um, but I don't bet against number nine. I just don't. Uh, I've learned uh, sometimes the hard way that you just don't do it. Um, just because he's he's an odds beater, he's done it his whole career, and he kind of relishes in the idea of, oh, you think I'm done? Well, I'll show you. But I, I'll, I'll tell you this, Bill. I think we we've, we no longer will see the days of Drew carrying a team. I think you'll see at times him touch elite, and at times he'll be um, – above average i don't think he's necessarily going to be average per se but you get the point i think there'll be times this season where he'll look like Drew Brees five years ago and then he'll look like a quarterback that's on his way out so the run game becomes prevalent and i see the same tide turning here in green bay where they're not putting it all on aaron Rodgers anymore it's aaron jones it's aj dillon it's jamal williams it's tight ends it's motion it's h-backs 
Um, so is that something with the use of Kamara, the way they, they you know, it, are they spreading the ball out and taking the pressure off of uh, off of Drew Brees, or is it still the same offense that we've always seen and Sean Payton says that we can run this no problem? Well, I, I think it's a mixture of both. They're certainly um, more suited to run the football. If you look at their offensive line, they're built for a power rushing attack. But yet, on Monday night, they had success. They had almost 90 yards rushing in the first half on 13 attempts. And in the second half, when they started, the second half, they were tied with the Raiders, and they only had six rushing attempts in the second half. So, I, I, you know, that begets me. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't continue running the football when you had nearly 90 yards rushing in the first half. I got, an, I got a problem with that. I think that, you know, again, Sean Payton at times, Gets a little, uh, gets a little uh, pass happy, and he gets, he gets a little frustrated if he doesn't have success right away running the ball. But he had success. I don't understand it. The uh, the completion percentage for Aaron Rodgers has been better. It's come up from last season. His passing yardage, his touchdowns. I mean, all his quarterback rating. Everything is much, much higher than it was last year. With Aaron Rodgers seemingly hot right now. Uh, tell me how this defense then stops what it is they're doing. He's getting rid of the ball, one of the fastest quarterbacks now to get rid of the ball in the National Football League. And when you look at this team trying to defend that, it's very tough to get to the quarterback, so it's tough to talk about pressure. So how do you defend what it is they're doing? I think you call State Farm and find out from his commercials <laughs> what, what gives them problems. Um, no, listen, I, I think I've always had a huge amount of uh, respect for Aaron Rodgers. I think the way you defend him is you can't just sit back and play coverage. Um, you got to try to get to him, and you got to mix it up. I mean, you, you're going to have to pressure him at times. I know he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league against pressure, along with Drew Brees. Um, so I, I just think you mix up your coverages. Uh, you hope that you can get there with a four-man rush at times, and then you got to bring a little pressure. You hope to maybe confuse him. Uh, I don't know how you do that. He's been around for a long time and has seen just about every coverage there is. Uh, but I think that. What you're looking at, I think, is the possibility of a shootout. You know, I know the Packers' defense, from what I understand, is is improved, but still has some areas where where they might be vulnerable. So I think, yeah, you, you hope you hope to win in a shootout. You know. Well, speaking of the shootout, both top wide receivers ailing right now. Devontae Adams has the hamstring, didn't practice yesterday. Michael Thomas, he's got the ankle. Give me your thoughts on Thomas and his, his uh, oh, I guess, availability, or will he not be available for this contest? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, um, you know, he went and saw a, a foot and ankle specialist um, earlier this week, so... You know, could they do the surgery that they did on Tua Tagovailoa, where you know the high ankle sprain, where they basically insert um, a couple of—I don't know—the medical procedure, but they—they they, they do something <laughs> where it tightens up some of the the, the, the the ligaments in the ankle, basically, and gets you on the mend a little quicker. Uh, I don't know that that's been done, but I really doubt that he plays this, this Sunday. Talk about you—you uh, you mentioned the Packers' defense. Now, obviously, Kenny Clark, their stout nose tackle. And really solid against the run. I don't know if he's going to play in this contest. To be perfectly honest with you, he's got a pretty uh, significant groin pull. So if he doesn't play, it really weakens the Green Bay Packers. They have what uh, is considered workhorses up front, but just guys, for lack of a better term. Uh, I go back with what you stated. They've got an offensive line in New Orleans that really should be able to run the football and have a power running game. 
And I know Sean Payton likes to get away from the script, so to speak, at times, but come on. You see a team like this coming into town. I agree with you on the shootout, but to me, I think this game comes down to more like ball control, long drives, running drives, grinded out drives. That's the kind of game I think we might end up seeing, right? Yeah, when I said shootout, I mean, I think it very well could turn into one because of these of these offenses and these quarterbacks. But I think the, the game plan should be for the Saints, hey, let's keep number 12 on the sideline and let's run the football. You know, let's, let's, let's play keep away from Aaron Rodgers. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints feel like they have to steal a possession at some point in this game, whether it's through a fake punt, uh, a surprise onside kick. Who knows? I don't know. But I think that they they might they might feel that way that they need to, they need to steal an extra possession. So uh, I, I agree with you. I think you could you could probably see the Saints make a concerted effort to you know have long sustained drives. You'll see you could see uh, run a lot of running plays, but a lot of passing plays that that are really are an extension of the running game. What I mean by that is you know ultimately quick passes to the to the running back out of the out of the backfield. Almost like a elongated sweep, if you will. Uh, you, if you watch the Saints, that that's one of their one of their staples. Where you know they'll just run a guy out, a run a run it back out of the backfield, and and, uh, and and let the rusher come up field and dump it over his head, and all of a sudden Alvin Kamara is shooting up field for five, six, seven, eight yards, and it's almost like a a, a, a sweep, as if it were a sweep. So yeah, I could see that for sure. Talking with Christian Garrick, sports director for WWL down in New Orleans and Saints Radio Network pre and post game host. How weird is it without Houdat Nation in that dome? Uh, I haven't been in the building. Uh, they've restricted access, um, you know, in terms of the amount of media that's in there. And uh, I want I wanted certain people on, on on our staff to have that access, but just watching it on TV, it's weird, strange. Uh, I mean, you go from. Uh, an environment that's raucous and rowdy and just absolutely berserk uh, to a very, very sterile environment with a 70-decibel um, noise um, factor, which is 70 decibels. It's like that in pregame when there's half, when the stadium's half full during a, during a normal uh, time. So it's strange. It's weird. Uh, I, it was weird watching on Sunday when I was looking at the Packers and seeing Lambeau Field with the bleacher seating completely empty. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. strange. Um, yeah. It's just weird. And, I, I, you know, I don't – the frustrating the, – the, the, the selfish part of me wants to say, hey, let's go. Get them back in the, in the doggone stands. But I get it. I understand the, 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 the science and the data and all that other stuff. Uh, but it's, it's frustrating. It, it really is. And I know a lot of Saints fans, you know, in particular, when this season – when the schedule came out, and again, it came out in April, and we didn't know that the coronavirus was going to last in particular this long and spill into uh, the football season. And when the schedule came out, you know, you started seeing home games against Tom Brady, home games against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, home games against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, you're, going, you're looking at it and going, man, as a, Saint, as a Saints fan, that might be the best home schedule of all time, getting to see those teams. And, now fans might not get to see any of them. I uh, wanted to ask you, because this team I picked, uh, I picked the Saints to be the representative out of the NSC for the Super Bowl this year. Is that where the – I mean, obviously fans want Super Bowls, but realistically, when you look at some of the better teams in the, in the NFC, and I was going through this last night, I know the Packers are there, 
certainly the Seahawks. You could maybe say the Rams are, are a pretty solid team or even an up-and-coming team like Arizona. You can't eliminate Tampa Bay because you figure they're only going to get better. Give me your thoughts on, on where the, the Saints are or were coming into this season, in your mind, in the, in the echelon of the NFC. Coming into the season, I thought that they were, you know, certainly uh, top in the NFC, either the top team or the second best team. Um, I don't, I'm not coming off of that right now, just because they lost to the Raiders and, and it's and it was an ugly loss. And uh, it's week two. It's week two. I have to remind fans of that all the time. We've seen this movie before, where the Saints have been one and one, and they have a they have a stinker, they have a clunker, and then they rattle off eight or nine straight wins. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to do that, but I, I'm just hesitant to. I'm hesitant to say, oh, yep, they're not there. They're not there anymore. Week six, week seven might be different. Either way, uh, but I think that heading into the season, that they were the top team or one of the top two teams in the NFC. If I ranked them right now, uh, based on what I've seen through two weeks, I would say I would say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are up there along with the Seahawks. Uh, I think the Niners are are, are taking a dip a little bit. I do like the Rams, and they've kind of gotten back to their their twenty uh, the year they their twenty eighteen season. Um, so I, you know, I think the Saints would be third right now in the NFC behind the Packers and Seahawks. I think Aaron Rodgers. I mean, excuse me. I think Russell Wilson's playing at an MVP level. Go look at the numbers, uh, and he he's gonna he's not gonna get enough attention, and that Seahawks team's not gonna get enough uh, attention, and they're gonna be problematic. If their defense figures some figures some things out and Russell Wilson keeps playing like he's playing, the Seahawks are going to be a real problem in the NFC. Christian, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully, uh, do, do they have a set date? I mean, are they saying just the first month of the season down there with no fans, or have they not given a time when fans are going to start trickling back in? <laughs> I'm laughing because, <coughs> excuse me, our New Orleans, um, who knows with her, okay? Um, you know, she's she's walking around saying, just be thankful that we're in phase two. I mean, that's the things that dictators say, you know, that just be happy with what with what I gave you. You know, that's the kind right. of approach she's taking. So, um, I, you know, there's a thought that maybe perhaps there might be a limited amount of fans in a Monday night game against the Chargers in October. Um, but, you know, there hasn't been anything definitive. She hasn't come out and said anything either way. I mean, just on Monday, she just announced on Monday that she'll allow high school football in Orleans Parish. I mean, and we've seen high school football in so many other states operate now for six, seven, eight weeks with zero issues, zero, none. But yet she just now came out and said, oh, yeah, I'll allow Orleans Parish high schools to have football in, in New Orleans. Yep. I mean, she, she has um, – she has single-handedly caused a lot of pain and suffering uh, amongst business owners and um, and others during this, this this pandemic. And I understand it, but she says that you know that data drives their decisions. Well, New Orleans has a three percent infection rate right now, three percent, which is below five percent, which is really really good when you think about it. Where they were, Orleans Parish at the epicenter. Of, of the pandemic was, I mean, it was one of the one of the highest in the country, and they're down to three percent. And she says that data is going to drive her decisions. Well, data is really not driving her decisions. I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm getting off in the weeds here, but it's just a it's a frustrating time uh, and a frustrating uh, city with a, with a, with leadership.
leadership that really is is kind of playing uh, like a matador kind of game, uh, shell game. Christian, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Love the passion, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, thanks. Talk to you later. There you go. Christian Garrick, sports director for WWL down in New Orleans, and obviously feeling a little frustrated joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.